I'm Kim Schmidt, Executive Editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps Podcast. In this episode, host Aaron Fintel sits down with four other used equipment managers from across the U.S. during the Moving Iron Summit held September 6th and 7th in Nashville. Aaron is joined by Brent Bowen with AHW in Illinois, Brad Christ with Shoppers in Texas, Bryant Roberson of Quality Equipment in the Carolinas, and Matt Husel from Wade Inc. in Mississippi. Let's jump in as the group shares how the used equipment market is in each of their regions. The boss turned me loose with the microphone on this deal because it's his big shindig and he's busy. So I am Aaron without Casey and joining me today, I have Brent Bowen with AHW out of Illinois, Brad Christ with Shopas or Shopas? Shopas. Shopas, I always say Shopas. Out of Shopas in South Texas, Bryant Roberson from Quality Equipment in the Carolinas, and Matt Hussel from Wade in Mississippi, and myself out of 21st in Nebraska, Colorado, where it never rains. So, we're here at the uh, summit, guys. How you doing? Real good. Good to be here. Good to right be here. Right on. Yep. Definitely good to be here. Right on. We got a nice little mix here from <laughs> scattered about. We got oceans, gulfs, mountains all represented. Here we go. And that dude that has a black dirt over there on the far yeah. side of the yeah. table. Yeah, just stay with the knife. Yeah. <laughs> How was your corn? I was so bad we only hit 250 this year. <laughs> yeah. Only 250. It didn't rain every other Monday, just Wednesday. That's kind of accurate. <laughs> so, Brian, we'll start with you over there in God's country. Yep. What's going on in your part of the world, man? Getting combines ready to go. We're gonna have corn, corn. There was some corn actually coming out central Illinois, right out Springfield, Illinois, last Thursday, which is the earliest I think I've ever seen corn harvested in Illinois. Um, but as a whole, I would say we're still three weeks. We'll be going in corn. Beans are way behind. Really, we just have a fantastic looking bean crop, and it's not dropped one leaf yet. So we're just long way to go there. Right, we'll have most of the corn done before we ever get into beans. Does most of the corn there come out and go in the dryer versus field dry? Yeah, it's very little will be field dry. That's very tail end of our season will be field dry corn, but almost all of it will go into the dryers. They'll like figure what's the September in 10 days, the elevators will start half price trying to get the systems up and running. So right. that'll be kind of a trigger. It's always right there that second week of September, we start nosing around. But Get, get new crop flowing in, yep. little incentive. Yep. I gotcha. What's kind of hot besides everything? (laughs) Everything, S-130s, can't keep them on the wall. Yep. Yep. Uh, I tell you one thing that surprised the heck out of me in the last 30 days was um, 600 series auger heads, specifically 630s. Not that there's any of them left in Illinois, but could not believe what I saw on some auctions in the last, literally all last month, 630 auger heads that we were trading around two years ago for 75 to 85 hundred dollars bringing damn near 30 was just and one after the other after the other it was incredible but heads heads have been really hot um tractors that goes without saying but the the surprise to me was the heads it wasn't a total surprise but the heads i've i've kind of noticed that too and if you gather guys even like 10 and 11 600 series corn heads are they were like dead and gone. Yep. And if it's not a 14, I don't want it. Now yep. it's like, do you have an, do you have an eight yep. sitting out in the trees yep. anywhere? And you're right. Three, four years ago, 
we'd have 10 in that 630F be begging each other, will you give me five, please? Yep. It's gotta go. And now it's worth three times up. Yeah. God bless the guy that bought them all and put them in a shed, right? Mm. <laughs> is that is that because and I don't like we don't do any, any beans up where we're at or any flex heads or anything. But is that because of availability through deer they backed them up or on those older auger heads? I think the demand is export driven, but there is still some operations where they're. It's incredible to me. Incredible to me how many operations have added a combine and. Now we got to have something to put on the front of it. Right. And it's just never saw that before, not to this extent. And I think it's mostly export driven, but there's other factors there. Second combines that are on operations that never had them and they got to, they got to have something to put, you know, there's no flex drapers. Right. Yeah, so exactly. They'll push anything at this point. So. Yep. Will it cut that plant and yep. put it in the feeder house? Yep. I'll take it. <laughs> yep. We got plenty of rigid drapers. You need. No, negative. <laughs> negative. <laughs> Those will be going up. You know, isn't this the last year you can order a rigid draper? Yes. And those are, well, you, they're hot for you too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, right? same, same, same thing with Matt, just cutting rice. Right. Cutting and rice. and we use them for wheat, but you guys tip, you guys typically run steel fingers. Yes. On yours. Yeah. It just depends yeah. on the grower. Sometimes they're plastic, sometimes they're steel. Gotcha. Gotcha. But what, what are you seeing, Brad? Well, I tell you, I just, I want to slap Brent, you know, great bean crop, beautiful, right. beautiful corn. Um, it was, a, it was a train wreck this, this year in South Texas. We were, we were dry i mean the chickens were burping dust it was so dry where we're at and uh corn yields it was not uncommon to be uh 30 to 50 60 bushel corn Damn. uh cotton um cotton was anywhere from three quarter bale to bale and a quarter uh gotcha. our best cotton is in the field right now and now it decides to rain so right. we're seeing some of our irrigated cotton looks like it's going to get zeroed out but but we're all we're all but done with harvest. Right. Um, the rice is out, the corn is out, uh, Milo's out. Um, so we're we're pretty well done. And uh, you know, you asked Brent what what's hot, and I mean, we can all echo the same thing. But for us right now, the big thing is is pickers. We were able to finish so early, so moving a lot back to the to the northeast of us through the Delta, right. through Georgia, and then that that export market on cotton pickers is really really good right now too. And not so much to China, Matt. You might talk on this a little bit, but we're getting a lot of South America, Brazil uh, oh, okay. talk right now on pickers. Gotcha. So that's that's what I'd say is the is the hot button for us right now. Gotcha. That might be a little bit different than everybody else, just for just for our location. Right. Yep. Right. I'm I'm right there with Brad on the, on the Brazil market. I mean, we get a lot of calls, weekly calls. Do you have pickers? No, we do not have pickers. And, and, and the backup of pickers too with us is going to affect our harvest son because we haven't got a lot of our pickers in. Yeah, we were we were fortunate. Um, we were early, like you were talking about on the corn, Brent. We were early. We got our last pickers in uh, in July, and they literally rolled out of the shop and went went straight and started picking. So uh, we we were fortunate. Our crop is early, so we're going to be able to get some of those back back east what's interesting about that brazil market to me is they're not calling on right. 99.96 basket pickers right. they want cp770s yeah. i mean it is a it is a totally different mindset 2021 model pickers. yeah that, that's what they want yeah i mean hey i've got a i've got a 14 model 7760 they're not interested right yeah and i mean that's i mean they've basically skipped all the models and gone like 17 18 19 20 20 99 96 all the way up that's it yeah <laughs> just jump to it yeah, I mean, they just skip right over top of it. And you know, and you guys may see this, we're not in a huge, huge combine area, but you guys may see this in combines, but at some point, 
we're looking at 77, 60 cotton pickers. Okay. Right. Who buys those pickers anymore? Because you're, you're, you know, China won't export them right. anymore. Um, Brazil is showing us they want CPs. Uh, so where do you go with a machine like that? And, you know, go ahead, Aaron. This, the same place you go with choppers of that yeah, era. It, it, perfect example. Com combines, you, run, you can run a combine all the way down to a 55 round back and get yeah. rid of the damn thing. <laughs> but you get, in, you get into choppers, pickers, strippers, you get three series out and that's it. It's it. Well, you, I, you can't, there aren't, you know, look at, uh, near and dear to my heart, 5830 John Deere chopper. You get one of those in, you better find a hobbyist that has a thick head like me who just has to have his own chopper or what do you do with it? Because the, the chopper wholesaler doesn't want it. You're not gonna export it. At some point, we're gonna have to be at a price point that can cover that small guy, like you said, the hobby farmer, three, 400 acre guy that normally traditionally wouldn't be looking at one of those peckers. And then eventually even past that, we're going to have to look at the component value. Yeah, you know? and, and that's a good point, Brian. You know, I've seen some sell. We, we had uh, a sale down by us here two weeks ago, and some 7760s were in it, and they were bringing about 120000 yeah. you know. and I mean, I've been thinking about that component value. Yeah. Over the last two years has really kind of highlighted more of that than I think we ever would have thought. But not to echo back to cheap heads, I'm selling 635F heads for yeah. parts. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like you're taking, you need X part. Here's the whole thing. Exactly. I don't care what you I mean, do with I've got service. extra floor. I've got yeah. real tubes. But I think we're going to start. I, I predicted it. I think a year ago I what said, I thought we were going to have those early 680s. We're going to get absorbed in the market simply because we couldn't get parts on major breakdowns for newer machines. Right. And I think some of that happened. But I think what we'll see specifically to combines, I think we'll see those machines dispersed I don't know when, but on a component level, even if it's into the export market, a lot of those parts will move over when I mean, we start talking you. about major, major components. You're, you're exactly right. And on top of that, on this component thing, we are in, I work out of a Bridgeport store. We have an all states ag parts right, right yeah. there in Bridgeport. Those guys have bought more equipment in the last two years and paid up for it than I ever would have thought. Hmm. They, we, because of fire and damage, they've bought some eight R's from us that it was like, that, that wasn't our trade value. And, they and, blew us out of the water, and, you know, and, think, and it's like it, four components. Yeah. They're parting them. And I've run into that twice this summer out of my shop, out of the location I work in on 9,020 series T's. Yes. Can't you can't get that back axle. Any there's one place in the country that's got it left and I mean you're paying to get it. So it stands to reason if you have one of those a machine like that come into inventory, what's to say that a guy that's got four the of them engine, already the well, the axles. That's, yeah, yeah. The, engine, I mean, the axles. It's worth you, more its parts are worth more than the sum total of its pieces. So. Yeah, you got a guy with a hundred thousand hectares yeah. in western Ukraine. Yeah. Hell yes, he'll buy that and set it in the car. It's worth that for parts yep. all day because when in the hell yep. can he find it? Can he get it? Yep. Well see, just like with Brad, myself, and Matt. I mean, look at some of these 7760s. I mean, they're getting some hours on them. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, we're looking at 5,000, 6,000 hour machines coming in. And the value of the components is worth more than what the machine is to a consumer. Yeah. Right, right. now. Yep. 
Well, I you mean, have somebody trash some heads, you know, they, 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 it's got some value. Yeah, those, yeah. The, the six heads, the power drive in the rear, the transmission, the engine, and in some parts, the cab, because the first time, first thing it's going to burn, if it's you get a fire up underneath the cab, the cab's going to burn. Yep. You can remove the cab, put it on another machine and haul tape. No, I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're going to, that stuff that's in that dead space, I think we're going to, because there's a lot of those machines out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot Well, of and on, on your point, guys having a, added a second combine, that's why. Yeah. Because they had their 670 sitting in the shed that was a 14 that they bought new in 14 and then in 15 they think their combine's worth 200 and ooh that one on that auction yard brought 90 <laughs> yep why wouldn't we buy a second we'll combine? just buy another one well, yeah. and, and god you, bless them now that combine's worth 120 so good yeah, job yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and i'll tell you one thing i'm seeing too when it comes to that backup combine in our area like if you have a small guy that's probably farming 1500 acres or so has a combine, has engine fire in it, engine goes out, insurance pays for it, but it's in the middle of harvest. Yeah. He'll go ahead and upgrade a machine, and rather than get rid of that machine and salvage it out, he'll go ahead and put the motor in it, say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it as my backup. Yep. I know the machine, I know the rest of the machine. That's we, a, we've that's seen a, that a lot. That's a little different in my zip code. Like, those happen. The right. same deal happens, but those go those wind up coming down to the boot hill to, to salvage yards. But right, w- but, that would be know, rare for us. But, but, you, but you know, in my territory, my territory is a cross between Brad Christ and Matt Housel, not me and you. Yeah. Oh, I, it's a zip code thing. There's no question <laughs> about it. I mean, Matt's got all those Mississippi beauty queens down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian. What what are you seeing? What are you seeing down in your country? All right, man? right now uh, we're in full swing in har- corn harvest. Right now we've been picking about two weeks. Um, I would love to say that we were having a spectacular year like Mister Bowen, but <laughs> I mean we're averaging. One of my farmers told me the other day he on one side of the road he was picking fifty bushels of corn. On the other side of the road he was picking one hundred eighty. Damn. And it was just because the road separated the rain shower. Um, I've got one customer I was talking to a while back. They had five weeks where they only saw seven-tenths of an inch. Cotton's a complete disaster in that area. They've got some cotton that's 24, 36 inches flowering out the top. I mean, we all know what that's going to do. It's it's just not going to happen. Corn, they mowed down a bunch of corn in certain areas. But it seemed like it was very sporadic, almost like a Super 8 pattern. Gotcha. Um, You go over here 10 miles and be a complete disaster and few more miles over some guys have been really um they've been really elated about what the yields are had a few that they were expecting 50 60 bushels they came out at 110 120 which isn't spectacular but at the same time it's, it's putting you closer to the goal um our tobacco is looking good it's in har- full harvest right now peanuts i think you're gonna see some guys start digging probably two three weeks um Soybeans, we've got some guys that are combining some early soybeans right now. Uh, some beans look really good. Some of the early beans look really good. Some of them are short. Um, I talked to one guy. He had some cotton that they completely insuranced out because it there was nothing there. It had no stand. They right. tilled, tilled it in, planted beans. Um, he's probably about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he said that the beans were up to his shoulders right now. And, I mean, that's that's really good. I think our challenges, I think we just t- touched on it. I think my challenge is the same as theirs. It's these cotton pickers concern me greatly. 
the head availabilities. You know, we've had a lot of guys looking for some auger heads for some drapers. They're not out there. You right. know, I find them. Combines, we've had a few guys that they want different combines to what we had. They're trying to kind of stepping back from the seven, from the eights and nines, trying to go into sevens and sixes. And it's just, they're, they're not out there so far as a low hour machine. We'll get back to the conversation in a minute, but I first wanted to invite you to join us virtually this December 8th and 9th for the Ag Equipment Intelligence Executive Briefing. To learn more and to register, visit agequipmentintelligence.com slash executive briefing. Now back to Aaron. What's hot, what's not? What's hot? Besides what? everything and nothing. Well, <laughs> if you can put your hands, if you can put your hands on it, you can sell it. Right. We've sold a lot of stuff I didn't feel like we would sell too fast. You know, I've had some 9,000 hour, 10,000 hour articulants yeah. that were 17 years old, bringing $80,000, $90,000. I mean, that's just unheard of. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and and to your add to Brent, I can already hear you coming. They're Southern tractors. <laughs> I can already hear the huffing. <laughs> but I, I think I think anything's hot right now. If you've if you've got the audience right now at any time we have we have a strong audience. All right. I'll second that. Just some just some machines that with engines that we would have said three years ago, never sell, don't want it, toxic. Yep. Shoot. They just sell. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I just can't even I just can't fathom. We brought in and this is to circle back around, it seems like now with commodity prices and then this availability situation, there is just stuff coming out of the woodwork that I didn't think still existed where I'm at. Oh, exactly. yeah. And, and it's not it's good, good stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And it's and it's still going somewhere else. That's what the – I was scared to death that we'd just be hung with it. But this is, this, is, this is also the year if a farmer wants to get rid of a piece of equipment – there is a buyer somewhere out there. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, this is this is a this is a seller's market right now. I mean, it's not a buyer's market. It's definitely a seller's market. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm not sure it matters what color. You no, know, it, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. You know, and that's do, doing what I do. I have nothing to do with the new side at all till there's a trade. Yep. So in, in my world, it's all used all the time. I don't I don't care what the color is. And Brent and I were talking about this last night. That's that's all I've done all year. Yeah. I've I have talked to red dealers, agco dealers, Klaus dealers way more than any of you guys all yeah, year. Really? That's yeah. right. Other than we reach out to each other right. and be like, I would love to, but I can't. <laughs> are, are you hiring? I'll send you that tractor, and then I need a job. Well, and, and you know, I don't know if it's any different for y'all, but the one thing I have noticed, like at the first part of the pandemic, if there was a green tractor on a red yard, you could get it. Yeah. Yep. But now, now they won't let it go. Now they, they want they, it too. They want it too. And they well, want you know your red David tractor. Said yesterday. Yeah, we don't have a problem getting rid of green yeah. ones. <laughs> and David's close enough to us, close enough but far enough away. We work together a lot. And hey, well, I got this. Let's. I see you have that. Let's swap. Goes, Man, we sold that two days ago. Well, yep. great. You know, I, <laughs> that's not helping. Yeah, but, it's, 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 that has really tightened up. So that yeah. that really indicates how this market's moving. Yeah, that the swaps used to be. Yeah, and we've joked about this in the past, all of us. We used to just find the off-color dealer that was just far enough away, and hey, I got this. Let's make a trade. Absolutely, it worked for you. Split the freight. Now, now those days are over. Uh, I think we can. We we got some quotes on that. (laughs) You're like, you don't want quotes on that. Don't forget that part. Exactly. And and how I how I bring it up to some of these dealers too is, 
you call a dealer up, I really need it. I don't want them to know I really need it. But I'm like, hey, I can sell, I can trade you this piece and you can sell the parts to it. You can sell the service to it. I can put something in your territory where you're not feeding your competition. Right. And yeah. a lot of times, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, well, I just thought about that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. A, a little, you know, just that reminder. Just, like, just that little reminder. Hey, I, there's a reason we've always done these yeah, trades. Yeah. There's a reason why yeah. we've always done these You're trades. still getting that red thing, you know, just yeah. don't, don't get narrow minded here. For us, we've just focused on the management side from the top down on the sales force that, you know, market share is incredibly important. Selling used, quality used in our AOR is incredibly important. It's, it's me and my boss that we're we're the leave the leave the not green paint to us and yep. we're gonna you know you guys focus on what we know yeah let's you know and I, if David was sitting here he'd say the same thing but oh, yeah. he's also gonna sell the sell the green you know, one too because they kind of just you know, sell you know it's with Brent in the room he looks at us he's like quality tractors keep the quality tractors in our territory it's, it's almost it's insulting it's I mean it really is yeah I mean I just. <laughs> Hey, quality's supposed to come to quality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Well, Matt, what's 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 going on in your country, my man? Well, we are in you know harvest, uh, corn harvest in some areas is already over with. Most of it is getting started. Our irrigated corn was looks better than expected, but our non-irrigated is struggling. Um, our bean harvest, we're having a lot of moisture, I mean, a lot of mold on some beans, some, a lot of, you know, things that are damaged, damaged beans. Right. Because about, probably three weeks ago, we got about six, eight, ten days worth of rain. So that's kind of hurt our bean crop. Um, our cotton crop, you know, it needs sunshine, needs a little wet feet. Ratatay, the same thing. Ratatay, the same thing. If you get multiple days of rain and, and cloud cover, that's the worst thing ever on cotton crop. Right. Yep. It'll hurt it. It'll hurt it. Rice is underway. I mean, it looks better than average, what you know, I've been told. And our sweet potatoes, they get started, it and really hurt a yield. Just like with sweet potatoes, you don't need wet ground. Yeah. They were right in the ground. Right. So, but what's hot and what's not, I mean, I'm kind of like Brian, but anything you have, it's, it can be hot. Sure. Of course, I mean, we always got combines to sell. We got a few combines when they sell and a few headers. But they also have rice machines. That's exactly right. Well, there's nothing wrong with a rice machine. Hey, variable stream let, rotor. Let me tell you, Matt, you preach it. I'll turn the pages. There ain't nothing wrong with a rice machine. No, no, rice machine. no man. Hey, it's got all that stainless in it. It's in the wear. That's good. You buy your corn. Disagree. Disagree. You know what? I I come from the red the red world originally, and we used to do that. Because it was the same damn it, combine except for spiked rasp bars. Other than everything was stainless. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you, this is going to go back a long ways, but you all remember this. I saw in York, Nebraska, a 9750 that had a million bushels of corn go through it. And there was more wear on that machine than I've ever seen on a rice oh, combine. I believe it. And, I and, believe and, it. So, but, uh, but what we have to remember is it doesn't matter what our opinion in this room is. Yeah, I, mean, I have no, our customers. It's the customers. It's the customer yeah. opinion. You know, personally, I've traveled around enough. I'd have no issue with a rice machine. I'd sell a rice machine in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But the customer perception of a rice machine is not at that. I, our guys sit down and look at it, and they just they automatically associate that with just travesty. Do you think that's changing though? Because of course that's what we do. And I mean, my corn guys, I order rice machines so I can sell locally. But right. do you think that perspective's changing a little bit? It, I I think 
is as far as as far as is is that a problem machine? I don't think that's there anymore. And if it wasn't for that rotor difference, that yeah. that's what I run into. Guys, guys, guys honestly, they can't. It won't work. They really? honestly don't work. care that it was in rice. That that's a non-issue because they know a lot of that shit's heavier duty. Yeah, absolutely, you know, Extremely they know that heavy duty. Yeah, it's it's the rotor. That's yeah, that's it. it. Just will that, not work. That we and, have and, and trouble. And what, what, what is the issue you run into? We have trouble with it in corn. That's what yeah. surprises it's, it's me corn. that you order it for corn machines. Yeah, it's corn. Did, what, cracking corn or, or too aggressive? Yes. Crack, cracking and capacity Capac- limits. I was limiting. just going to say the throughput is great. But, but, but guys, think about your corn yields versus my corn yields. Right. There's, a, there's a big difference. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's right. a big difference. A lot of big difference. But I, but I think yeah. if there was a positive to all of this, you know, price point at auctions has affected the perception a little bit too. Right. These guys will jump on a combine well, cheaper. And you guys have seen this through the years. I, I deal with it constantly. Some of you don't deal with it as much, but the custom harvester combine. Mm-hmm. For the longest, that, and it's gone in waves. Yeah. I can remember when I was a kid, ooh, that's a harvester machine. <laughs> you don't want that. Don't touch that one. Yep. Then there became like the, I want to call it like two, around 2000 to 10. It was kind of, I'd really like to have that harvester machine because those guys take care of shit. Yeah. Like, wh- where does that <laughs> come from? <laughs> that? That's because they all started listening to us going, calm down. They fix it when it's broke. That That's, thing's probably in better shape than Bob neighbor farmers. Right. Come you know, we run into if that. If it's not running, they're not making money. That's right. exactly right. We had that stigma. In, in the I states on commercial sprayers. Oh, yes. And I mean, that was huge. Bad. And and don't get me wrong, there's outliers, but as a whole, if it's not turning, it's not earning it. Right. So those those commercial sprayers, I mean, they've I, had more maintenance on them than farmer machines yeah. a lot of the time. They might cosmetically be a little blighted, but it, it's will co- run. Cosmetically, they don't look as good, but I promise you the finals, the engine, yep. the hydro, all that shit's in way better shape the majority than the, of the farmer time. because they bring it in every winter and say yes. Yeah. And most of them Not are- how much. What, nope. can, what can we do for 10? Fixed. Fix it. Yep. And most and, of them have had consistent operators. Yes. Yet. Right. We, Ho- hopefully. hopefully. With the commercial hopefully. sprayers, that operator thing, it, that for us is a little more location to location. But- as a general rule, those commercial sprayers and then the tightening up of the sp- sp- sprayer supply has really just kind of zapped all those up too. Oh, but, yeah. You know. If, if you have an 8,000 hour 4930 right now, you can sell it in 20 days. I sold a lot of them this year, <laughs> yeah. 4940s. With and I don't know that I would waste the torch gas, but you can <laughs> Agreed. <sell it>. Agreed. <laughs> but that's my number one selling tool. The guy said, man, I found this sprayer in Illinois. I said, bet you did. It's a commercial applicator. Good luck. You know, that was, that was my, now I've got this one over here. May have been in the mud a little bit, but, you know, I mean, so yeah. But, and don't get me wrong. We. You know, we get this t- one was born in the Gulf. It knows how to act. <laughs> it's used to this salt air. <laughs> you know, if we get if we get ten commercial machines in, and I'm not talking about the super high hour combo units, but if we just get your standard post machine in, if we get ten of them in, there's one of them that you're gonna go, eh, you know, yeah. Whoop. But the rest of them with a little basic recon and a little detailing. I would e- I would even would flip go. that for for ours. Our course you know our our area is like 500 north to south and 250 east to west mm-hmm. and where there's not a pivot there's sagebrush so <laughs> it's, it's it's all or nothing 
And that being the case, we have, you know, we have Nutrien, we have CPS, we got all the majors and that's really it. That, the Simplots, we, we don't have very much mom and pop co-op anymore. They're, they're swallowed. Theirs are getting very and, far between in it. And with that being the case, it when you had more of the, the small ASP, the farmer's co-op gets to 4830s, that was a bigger crapshoot, I feel like, than Nutrien is bringing in 15. Yeah. Nutrien bringing in 15, you're spot on. You're gonna have one that is whew, out, call Abilene machine. Yep. And you're gonna have 14 of them that are hey, 15, 1500 recon, here we go. Yeah, it'll work. So, but, but the mom and pops, you know, it was, cause they were- It was either vacuumed out every night or, or never had the oil change. Because it kind of goes back, those guys come out of the farming bit and they were just farmers themselves right. and- Right, or the board, the board is all local farmers right. who are also our customers. Yeah, in Illinois, it's FS and- Right. Um, but they're, you know, again, they're just bringing in and fix the thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they got to answer to the board, so. Yep. Those got to make money. Right, We've got to cover acres. So exactly. That I've used that as a selling point. It just about the same time that the combines we get very few of those customers. Sure, machines, but they have been around. And but it, for us, it's the sprayers. Yeah, that was almost to the time your timeline lines up with that almost identically. Right. Yep. No, that's good stuff. Anything else, guys? Been a good year for all of us. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, as long as you can get it, we can keep on rolling. That's it. I just, you know, I don't know if it was you, Aaron, or somebody said yesterday, we're not sure if we're going to go back to those 14, 15 days, but I'm going to tell you, those those were painful. No, and yeah. and I, I, I don't want to be the dealer that's sitting there saying, golly, I wish I'd have liquidated these 400 hour eight hours, you know, yeah, that are, exactly. that are 425,000. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what this market's going to do. I mean, hearing some of these speakers, everybody looks like it's really still positive. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it'd be interesting. It will come back. We know it will. Yep. We've all done this long enough to know it will at some point. Just hang on. Yeah. yeah. Ride her down, ride her out. <laughs> Enjoy life at the peak where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for sitting down, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Appreciate you. Thank you, Appreciate sir. Thank you. Let's go move some iron. Thanks to Aaron, Brent, Brad, Matt, and Bryant for sharing their conversation with us. You can keep up on the latest industry news by registering online to receive our free newsletters. Visit www.farm-equipment.com. For Casey and Aaron, as well as our entire staff here at Farm Equipment, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening. <laughs>